If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following content is brought to you by Eric Smith, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. Welcome to episode 610 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, this is the place where you come for all the Nintendo news that you want to know about. If you want to watch the show live, head on over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nerdnest. That's a change from before. It used to be Run Jump Stomp. Now it's Nerdnest. It's easier to remember, I think. And you can go to nerdnest.tv. It'll take you to the same place. Uh, let's get started with all of our Nintendo news by talking about the upcoming games. We've got some games that are on their way to Nintendo Switch. We've got Doom Eternal and Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. There's a whole bunch of games on their way to Nintendo Switch, but I felt like these are the two that really, really stood out to me as games that I wanted to take a second to talk about. First off, I have a lot of experience with Doom Eternal. I've played the hell out of that game on Google Stadia, and I've had so much fun with it. It is an incredible game, and Puyo Puyo Tetris, the first one, I've played hours of with my wife, and she always beats me. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, Fire Emblem, um, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light. That is now on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Nintendo, they canceled their Splatoon tournament. We'll talk about why. We're going to talk about what is Nintendo doing with your information, and what does that have to do with Google? Uh, We'll talk about that, as well as... Um, Overcooked 2 is going to be available for you to try out those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Okay, as I said, we've got those upcoming games, Doom Eternal. If you are looking for an incredibly fast-paced, incredibly acrobatic shooter with a really, really good variety of gameplay, a really good variety of enemies to fight, and a very good variety of weapons, then look no further than Doom Eternal. That game is really, really amazing. Now... Sorry, I had to cough there for a second. Um, That game, it it was supposed to come out a long time ago, a really, really long time ago. And the 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 port, which was made by uh, the same company that did Rocket League, the same company that did uh, Doom twenty sixteen on the Nintendo Switch, Panic Button. Panic Button is this company that has shown that they are extremely good at porting games to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I have yet to play Doom Eternal on the Nintendo Switch. I probably am not going to. I already played through the game. I've already beat it. I've played a bunch of the DLC. 
I don't see myself plunking down 60 bucks to play it all over again when I can just play it uh, the way that I played it before. But it's an amazing game, and you should absolutely check it out if you haven't. It's incredibly fun. I love the way that your character, Doom Guy, can move. Like, at, the way that he moves through the world is really amazing. It makes you feel incredibly powerful as you double jump and do your little dashes uh, and, you know, use the... the um, the hook chain on your super shotgun as you do all of those things to move around a level that is swarming with demons and you you know you rip and tear them apart it's really amazing now the fact that that panic button was even able to get this game running on the switch is a feat on its own and like i said i haven't had the experience of playing it on the switch so i don't know how it runs but i've heard good things I'm. I have zero expectations that the game is running at 60 frames per second. I'm sure it's running at 30 frames per second. I'm sure it has variable resolution, and I'm sure it doesn't look as good as it will on Xbox or PlayStation or Stadia or PC. But none of those consoles can you really take with you and play the game without having an internet connection. So there's something to be said there. Um, Doom Eternal is fantastic, and if you have not picked it up, you should. But I would say make sure you pick up Doom 2016 first. Play that one first because they're both really good games. But the way that the way that Doom 26 the way that Doom Eternal builds upon Doom 2016 for me, and you know you don't have to agree with me, but for me it felt like going backwards. If I were to go back to 2016 after playing Doom Eternal. I would feel like oh, it just doesn't feel as fluid and as fun. Um, I, I feel like they took everything about 2016 that I loved and just turned it up to 12. Forget Spinal Tap. They turned it up to 12. They broke the, the, the guitar amps all the way up to 12, and it's incredible. It's probably my favorite game this year, and uh, I'm, I'm so impressed by it. Now, why is it that I have already played the hell out of this game because it came out in March on all of the other platforms. Why didn't it come to Nintendo Switch already? Here's the reason. Panic Button basically came out and they said, look, we just weren't able to make this this happen. Uh, we were way too swamped trying to get this game out. And then COVID hit right before the launch window. And that slowed everything down. It sent everybody home. People are now working from home. They don't have access to the dev kits. And it slowed the development to a crawl. So I completely understand that game uh, getting that delay for the Nintendo Switch. Because, you know, Panic Button takes a game that's essentially done, and then they work their magic to that. Well, the game came out in March, and then, you know, that's right when COVID hit. So I think it makes perfect sense that Doom Eternal got delayed until now. But hey, it's out, I believe, tomorrow. Um, Puyo Puyo Tetris also comes out tomorrow. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. If you've never played Puyo Puyo Tetris, it is an incredibly cool game. Now, I'm I'm very much a Tetris nut. I love Tetris. It is like I played Tetris nonstop on my friend's Game Boy back in high school. And then when I finally got my own Game Boy, I think that was the first game that I bought. And then when I got my... I'm going to say... 
my Nintendo DS. I, I think I played Tetris on my GBA as well. But when I got my Nintendo DS, um, Nintendo had put out this Tetris game that was all themed around Mario and stuff. And I had so much fun with that. I probably, I, I don't know how many hours I have into that version of Tetris. And it, it was cool because it had two screens and there, they even had modes that took advantage of those two screens where, you know, um, the, you're playing coming with the pieces coming down from the top and the person you're playing against, they have pieces coming up from the bottom, although to them it's, you know, the right way. Uh, and you are fighting to see who can push the blocks towards the other person, which was a really, really cool way of playing. And I, I wish them that they would make another version of that. Uh, but I'm a huge Tetris fan. Puyo Puyo, I had never played before uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris came out. Um, I think it's also known as Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. And it's a really, really fun game but I'm incredibly bad at it. So when they announced Puyo Puyo Tetris, I looked at it and I was like, I mean, I love Tetris, but this mixing in of Puyo, I'm not so sure about that. Well, I ended up getting it anyway, and my wife and I had so much fun with it. The way that the two game types are mixed together, I mean, you can just play Tetris if you want, and you can just play Puyo if you want, but the way that they... They found a way to mix the two game types together, and it's absolutely fantastic. So Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, you would think that I would say run out and get that game because it's coming out tomorrow as well. I don't know if I can recommend it. And not because I don't think that Puyo Puyo Tetris is a good idea, but like I looked at the trailer, and I don't know that the stuff that they added really justifies throwing a number at the end. I mean, who who am I to make that decision though? Who am I to decide or oh, you can't call this two? Nobody. I'm some doofus in his attic. So I don't think that that for me, it doesn't really justify a secondary purchase because I'm not I don't play the game for the story. In fact, I actively avoid the story because the story like the cartoon characters are irritating and their their voice acting is grading. I just couldn't, I didn't like any of it. Like it was just irritating to me. I'm sure that there's people out there who adore Puyo Puyo Tetris story. No, thank you. I'm not interested. I just want to sit down and play a game against somebody. And if it happens to be my wife, lose horribly because she's really, really good at that. Um, but if you're going to play Puyo Puyo Tetris, I bet you can get Puyo Puyo Tetris cheaper than the sequel. And so what I would recommend is go to, like, check out the game. See if it looks cool to you. If you like it, um, go to GameStop. Or if if it looks interesting to you, go to GameStop or something. See if you can come up with a used copy of the first one. Because I don't see why anybody would buy the sequel unless they're, like, a super fan. Now, I will also warn everybody, and this is a big warning. Unless you are a Puyo Puyo Tetris God. Do not, I repeat, do not play this game online because it is going to absolutely, you are going to be destroyed. Every time, I'm really, I'm pretty good at Tetris. I'm not amazing or anything, but I'm pretty good. I got smoked playing that game online. 
like worse than when I play uh, Tetris 99. Uh, I, maybe it's because the added uh, Puyo stuff in there. I'm not sure. But hey, we got two games that are coming out tomorrow. Doom Eternal, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. I highly recommend Doom Eternal. And for Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, I say just get the original and play that instead because it's really, really good. And you know what? If you are uh, somebody who's, you know what, I just want to play Tetris, play Tetris 99. It's included with Nintendo Switch Online. And speaking of Nintendo Switch Online, uh, Nintendo, their Japanese account, so I'm not sure if this is coming to the States or not yet, uh, but their Japanese account tweeted this out today. It said, all you can play Overcooked 2 for a limited time for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. So they've done a few of these in the past where you can um, load it up on your Nintendo Switch, play the game uh, between this day and this day, and then you can play all you want. If you are hardcore and mainline that game and do nothing but play that game for the whole weekend or something, maybe you can finish it. Maybe. Um, But most people won't. Most people will get a taste, and then they'll say, oh, I really like this game. I'm going to go ahead and pick this up. Uh, But Overcooked 2 is going to be available uh, for the trial. Now, unfortunately, as I look at this, I can't see when it's happening because it's all in Japanese. Um, I will leave a um, translate to English. Let's see if it says uh, on here. Okay. Okay. So beginning on Monday, December 7th, that's today as I record this, uh, at noon, I'm guessing um, Japan Standard Time or something, uh, and you go until Sunday. So basically, from Monday until Sunday, you can play Overcooked 2 um, using Nintendo Switch Online, and it's not going to cost you anything. So there you go. Uh, that's yet one more reason to pick up Nintendo Switch Online, which is only 20 bucks a year. All right, let's move on. Fire Emblem, uh, the Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light has their launch trailer came out this week. Um... If you didn't know, and honestly, I didn't know for a really long time, that Fire Emblem was all the way back from the NES. It was originally a Nintendo Entertainment System game. Now, it was only in Japan. So this marks the first time where we have access to this version of the game outside of Japan. And um, just a reminder to everybody, this is now... Like, the clock is ticking. If you want to play the original Fire Emblem game on your Nintendo Switch, then you have to buy it now, because when it comes to March 31st, you won't be able to play it anymore. Uh, Nintendo, well, no, that's not true. You won't be able to buy it anymore. If you bought it, you'll be able to play it, but uh, you, you won't be able to buy it after March 31st. This is another one of those things where Nintendo is, for some reason... Um, deciding that they want to cut things off after that fiscal year, which is a really odd thing. And it just, it, it confuses me 
a lot. Like I understand the the thing that a lot of people will say is that it drives demand for these things. But you have a couple of options. You, either you stick with what you've said and you're not going to uh, have the game be available after March 31st. Um, or you, after March 31st, you say, ah, you know what? We're going to let people uh, keep doing, keep keep buying this game. In which case, now you've kind of lied to everybody and that kind of ticks people off too. So I feel like... After March 31st, Nintendo was going to miss out on a bunch of people who would have otherwise purchased this. Like, they would have said, you know what? I feel like playing that first Fire Emblem game. Maybe maybe somebody got a, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas this year. And so they got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. They've been playing Breath of the Wild. They go to the store. They pick up, we'll say, Smash Brothers. They're playing Smash Ultimate. As they play that, they're like, look at all these Fire Emblem characters. I'm going to pick up Fire Emblem Three Houses. And they play Fire Emblem Three Houses. And then one of their friends says, oh, did you know that the original Fire Emblem game is on the Nintendo Switch? Oh, really? It is. Well, let me check it out. Well, I'm sorry, you can't. Because now it's June, and you can't play it, or you can't buy it anymore. Which I think is crazy. Now, I do understand when you're talking about a physical item to limit those things because the number of people who are going to want to um, buy a physical version of Fire Emblem for the 30th anniversary are going to be very slim. There's not going to be tons of people who are going to want to do that. So limiting physical items, I understand. Man, every time I look at this thing, I wish that I had bought it. It's too late now. And even, even if I did buy it, I don't know where the hell I would put it. Like My shelves are all filled up behind me. I don't know where I'd put this, but man, does it look cool. Uh, This is the physical version. Comes with a big old box and an awesome Nintendo Power magazine. It's got a deluxe art book. It's got a replica game box and instruction manual. So just like it originally came with. But then it's got this replica game pack art piece that is this clear NES cartridge. That thing is just so cool looking and i really really wish that i had that that's so awesome um the other like i have a, a my youtube channel which is called nerd nest it's me and my friend lloyd uh he ended up picking up the physical copies so he may end up doing like an unboxing or some kind of uh first look uh on our youtube channel so make sure that you check that out head on over to nerdnest.tv and subscribe so that you can find out more uh, that thing looks really cool. I wish I wish that I had picked it up, but at the time I said, well, I'm probably not going to play the game, so I'm not going to bother. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about um, Nintendo Switch. This was found out just the other day from the 11.0 firmware update, which just came out for the Nintendo Switch. This is the one that lets you send uh, pictures and stuff to your phone which is incredibly cool, um, although kind of a kludgy way to do it. If you are curious about my feelings about the way that they have you do it, go listen to the previous episode. I think it's uh, 609. Um, one of the things that was not obvious when this first came out is that now Nintendo Switch in the U.S. 
if you have 11.0, will now send data to Google unless you turn it off. Uh, so basically, Nintendo has implemented the Google Google <laughs> the Google Analytics um, uh, service on the eShop. This is probably to track the amount of traffic and other relevant data. So, look, what kind of information are they getting from you and sending to Google? Probably like what games you clicked on, and that's probably an anonymized so that Nintendo and Google and the world can better track what games people are interested in on the eShop. That's really the data that is being sent to Google Analytics. I really don't think this is a big deal. I see a lot of people who are very, very privacy conscious and they say, I don't want to know. I, I don't want Google to know that stuff. Well, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. That is your purview, and that's totally fine. For me, I just don't care because I use Gmail. I've got Google devices in my house that I can talk, you know, the home devices that will tell me things. We have a Chromecast on every TV. I'm already okay with Google harvesting data about me because I don't have anything that I really don't... I I don't have information that I care that people... Like, I don't put... I don't know. Who cares what game I'm playing on my Nintendo Switch? That's how I feel about it. But if you care, then you can turn it off. And that's what I wanted to make sure everybody knew about. For me, I just don't care. I'm not going to bother. Go ahead and collect the data. Find out that I've got like 20 hours into Hyrule Warriors. That game is awesome, by the way. Uh, But I I don't care if anybody finds out about that. Now... Uh, if you want to turn that off, Game Explain did a uh, video that showed you step by step how to do it. I'm not going to do it right now. Uh, it's a pretty short video. I put it in the show notes, which you can find uh, if you're on YouTube in the link down below, or if you are looking at, or listening to this on like your favorite device, then you can just like look at the show notes, and it'll take you to that YouTube video, and they'll they'll take you step by step through how to do that. Keep in mind, though, YouTube is owned by Google, and I'm sure that they're tracking whether or not you watch that video as well. So you can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. Um, by the way, speaking of Game Explain, I had Andre Seegers, who is the owner of Game Explain, on uh, one of my other shows, 143 Pixels. We talked all about Super Mario 3D. Um, 64, I don't know why I said 3D, Super Mario 64. Uh, If you haven't checked that out yet, make sure that you do. It's over at 143pixels.com. We had a really fun conversation about Mario 64, and we kind of reveled in the fact that it's so weird that that there was was no run button in that version of Mario. Anyway, moving on, let's talk about Nintendo, Splatoon 2, and... Super Smash Brothers.
So I didn't talk about this when it first happened, but it seems like it's kind of catching fire, and there's a lot of people who are irritated by this. Super Smash Brothers um, Melee was having a what's the uh, a tournament, okay? And they were using a hacked version of the game for Super Smash Brothers, and because they were using a hacked version of the of the game. Nintendo stepped in with a cease and desist and said, you can't do that. You're, you're basically breaking our, our, like you're violating our trademark or copyright law or anti-piracy stuff. Whatever the rule is that they said that they broke, they said, you guys are breaking a rule. Now, some would say that's not cool for Nintendo to show up and, and say, Hey, people who love our stuff, stop, stop loving our stuff. And I can I can understand why people would be upset by, by that. However, you also have to remember that if Nintendo, as a as a publicly traded company, if Nintendo does not defend its copyright, then it loses the ability to defend its copyright later on. So, for instance, if Nintendo let it go this time, but then somebody else was doing something else. And Nintendo was like, all right, we got to do something about this because this is not cool. Then they might lose that court case because they let this go. Hopefully that makes sense. And then as a publicly traded company, if Nintendo did that, then they could be sued by their shareholders. So I do understand why Nintendo is doing this. But there's this hashtag that is kind of going going on about it, uh, about this, this, um, uh, this, I don't know, argument, but this lawsuit, I guess, um, called Free Melee. Melee. I don't know how to say it. Free Melee? Free Melee? Let me know. Tweet at me. How do you pronounce Melee? You're going you're gonna to tweet me the word. <laughs> I'm not going to know what that means. Uh, anyway, people are irritated about it, and uh, they, 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 they've got this hashtag. But then there was a Splatoon 2 North American Open live stream and I guess what happened is that Nintendo canceled it. So just real quick, I'm going to give you the, the details. This comes from Nintendo Life. Here's what they have to say. This weekend, Nintendo held its Splatoon 2 North American Open. Although a live stream was planned for the finals, it ended up getting canceled due to unexpected ex- executional challenges. There's no further details, but some fans seem to think they know what's going on. In a post over on the Smash Brothers subreddit, it is highlighted how a number of the teams in the event had free melee hashtags and names. This all stems from the uproar last month when the longest-running Smash Brothers tournament in the U.S., the Big House, received a C&D from Nintendo. As you might recall, the issue Nintendo had with this particular event was the fact that this year's tournament required illegally copied versions of Super Smash Bros. Melee and would also make use of Slippy Online, which allows players to roll back the netcode and duke it out online. Of course, this now why did they why did the people who were doing this um this tournament require this? Because of COVID. They can't have people all in the same place fighting so they have super smash brothers melee the pirated version that has this slippy online thing so that people can compete from their homes 
And the only way to do this is to break Nintendo's copyright by using illegally copied versions of the game. So this is all due to COVID, really. Right? COVID makes the tournament go online. You can't play this game online. So you use a hacked version to play online. Nintendo says, ah, 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 you can't use a hacked version. People get mad. The teams for the Splatoon Open change their names to have the hashtag in it. And next thing you know, Nintendo has to kill the live stream. I, you know, I feel like I, I don't, I don't know who the bad guys are here because Nintendo doesn't have a choice but to defend its copyright. So I don't know. You guys let me know who the bad guys are here. I, I really don't think that there are any bad guys in this particular scenario. And I know that that's probably going to be an unpopular opinion. All right. The last thing that I'm going to talk about today uh, is this this uh, quote from uh, Mr. Uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi, who uh, he's, he's very well known for making the Yakuza franchise um, he worked on games like Virtual Racing in Daytona, USA. He worked on Super Monkey Ball. And he was in a an interview, and he said, he said something about Nintendo consoles that a lot of people get mad about. And this is where I'm going to end the show today. Uh, he said, I think even now, the Nintendo platform is still a game console that is played by a wide variety of age groups. Absolutely true. But basically... I think it's hardware for kids and teens. Amid all that, at that time, Nintendo was also putting a lot of effort into the kids' market, and I thought it would suit. He's basically talking about Super Monkey Ball at that point. So a lot of people saw that quote, and they were like, well, wait a second. I'm an adult, and I'm playing on my Nintendo Switch. Are you saying that I'm playing on the kiddie console? And everybody always gets up in arms. They feel like it's a personal attack when somebody's opinion is that this is for this subset of people. Okay. Why do you care what this guy thinks about your platform of choice? I don't understand that. I do not understand that. If you don't agree with him, then just don't listen to him. A lot of people got mad at, uh, I got to make sure I get his name right, Mr. Negoshi. A lot of people got mad at Mr. Negoshi for making that comment. But that's his opinion, and he's not necessarily wrong. A, a very large majority of younger people are on the Nintendo Switch. Does that mean that you're immature if you're using the Nintendo Switch? No, it doesn't. But you know what I think makes people immature? is when they attack somebody for having an opinion that differs from theirs. And I think that that is the thing that makes people immature. So a lot of people are super upset at Mr. Negoshi. And I say, will you relax? It doesn't matter what he thinks about what you do with your time. Anyway, that's it for Nintendo Switchcraft today. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to watch the video version of this, head on over to nerdnest.tv. If uh, you want the show notes, they are at runjumpstomp.com. I will see you all next time. Have an awesome day, everybody. Bye-bye.